I'm very excited to announce the launch of the brand new Learn to Mediate Online Academy. I created the Academy to provide all of my popular webinar training programs, which I gave live as on-demand, learn-at-your-own-pace downloadable courses. Um, so right now, you can go to learntomediateonline.com to access the Academy. I have available the Learn to Mediate Online training program, which gives you the ethical and practical considerations of conducting your mediations online. Uh, there is also a link to the Social Media Musts for Professionals program, which is your ultimate guide to the who, what, where, why, and when of posting on social media, and also my do-it-yourself website builder program, which allows you to finally take charge of your own website and make it work for you. So go to learntomediateonline.com and check out the Academy. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. It really is so much about marketing yourself. And I think a lot of people, you know, my age and older, you know, just who aren't from that background, don't think of it in that way. They just, you know, grab a photo that they had, they cut out their ex-spouse. I hate those pictures where you can see, or they just put the big black dot over their face. All those cliches are actually, they're cliches for a reason. They are actually true. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today's guest is the best person to help you put your best foot forward when you jump into the online dating pool. I want to introduce you to my guest, Alyssa Deneen. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Alyssa. Hi, Susan. Thanks for having me. So I I want to, as always, tell people a little bit about you because I think you have the perfect background to be helping people the way that you help them as they get back out into that online dating pool. You've been an editor, a stylist, and an art director in New York for 20 years. And after you dated at the age of 41, you began online dating. So you have your own experience Mm -hmm. um, with this. And I think that must flavor what you do for your clients. Um, And then you started and founded Style my profile. And now you help online daters transform their destinies by taking charge of their profile. So you just get in there right at the beginning of the online dating process. And you, I love this, you found your current partner of two and a half years on Tinder, which Mm -hmm. um, we just interviewed Bella Gandhi, and she mentioned Tinder only allows you a tweet and a half of text (laughs) in which to describe yourself. Yeah, I thought that was was a classic. So you must have done a good tweet 
tweet and a half. Um, (laughs) And then just listeners, so that you know, um, Alyssa has been in the New York Times, the Today Show, NBC News, Daily Mail, Bravo.com, and uh, Randy Zuckerberg's Dot Complicated. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of places to reach out to get more information from Alyssa, and we'll talk about that more as we go along. But she's here today to help you all to put that best foot forward because sooner or later, when you go through divorce or a breakup, you're going to be getting back out there into that dating pool. And like they say, first impressions are the only impression, you know, that you really get a chance and you have a very short period of time. Um, So, you know, Alyssa, let's first thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And, you know, why don't you tell us that backstory? Um, Because clearly, I would say it seems like it's had a lot to do with why you do what you do. Yeah. So um, when I left my marriage, um, I had been with the same person for close to 20 years and, um, you know, way before texting and and online dating. And as a lot of divorced people, that happens to most of us, you know, you haven't been in that world at all. So when I first got out of my marriage, um, I, you know, I, I was First of all, I was really ready to date right away, which isn't how everybody is, but I was definitely ready. And, you know, and initially I thought I was going to get set up with people. You know, my friends were going to ask their husbands to set me up with their single friends and it was going to be so easy. And um, I even had an ex-boyfriend reach out to me randomly that also had just separated. And, you know, so it was one of these, you know, I thought it was going to be so easy. And then I realized pretty quickly that, not many people want to set you up with anybody anymore. Everyone feels like nervous to do that. And and so that happened all of one time. And so I quickly realized I needed to go online. And I, I mean, it's, it's such a learning curve. And I had to reach out to the very few single friends that I had. Most of my friends were married. And, you know, everyone kind of has their own version of what to do. And so you kind of have to you know, take some of the advice and then figure it out on your own, basically. Um, but yeah, so it took me a little while to get my own profile, you know, looking its best, but I, I kind of figured it out just based on my background. And I, you know, I kept thinking while I was dating, you know, there's so many people who aren't, you know, don't have a fashion or photography or marketing background that, you know, this is all new to them. So Yeah. Yeah, well, and I that's actually very interesting because the difference, I think, with online dating or the very first obvious difference is it's so visual and mm-hmm. you're now in this mass market place. You're no yeah. longer maybe out to dinner with friends where you meet one fr- another person and start talking right. to them. You are in this forum where they open up a website or they go to their app and you are just one face among so many. Yeah. So having your background as a stylist, as an editor, as a person in marketing, I mean, you have the trifecta of information that people need to have. Right. right. Um, yeah. So I assume you applied that to your own profile. Yeah, I did. And it really is so much about marketing yourself. And I think a lot of people, you know, my age and older, you know, just who aren't from that background, don't think of it in that way. They just, you know grab a photo that they had, they cut out their ex spouse. I hate those pictures where you can see, or they just put the big black dot over their face. All those cliches are actually, they're cliches for a reason. They are actually true. It actually, you see 
tons of mirrored bathroom selfies with men. You see, you know, the sailboat selfies, you know, when they've been on a sailboat once in their life. I mean, it's just all the same kind of, the cliches are, are there for a reason. Um, so yeah, I, it, 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 I quickly realized, you know, what you, what you need to put out there and that, um, you know, and I realized that I wanted to have a, a photo of me with friends and I wanted to have a photo of me, you know, doing something active and I wanted to have, you know, very clear photo of my face. And, you know, so I kind of told a story with my profile. And I think, again, a lot of people just don't think to even do that. And they just grabs any old photos they can think of, which, you know, and I get, I get that, you know, if you aren't used to taking selfies and usually married people are not, you know, at home taking a bunch of selfies of, of themselves. Yeah. And if um, you are, you might want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're maybe sending them to your husband or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that was a completely foreign thing too. And it was even the, the simple things as being out to dinner with friends and, and, you know, grabbing my friend and being like, can you just take a couple pictures of me? Like, and I would even forget to do that because it's not in your, you know, it wasn't in my normal world, you know, whereas younger generations that they've grown up with that, they all take pictures of each other constantly. Oh, (laughs) I mean, if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't happen, right? You know, these days. So, and that's another aspect of this is it sort of feeds off of the whole social media phenomena that everyone's Mm -hmm on their phone now, everyone's on the computer, everyone's sort of living their life in that format in these, you know, very visual bite-sized chunks. And again, going back to your profile and styling that profile Mm -hmm. is, you know, it's a flash of putting yourself out there, but, you know, using the term when we, we were talking just a minute ago, using the term marketing, almost feels like you're trying to put yourself out there as something you're not. And I suspect what you're actually trying to do is help people put themselves out there as they are, but also to attract what they want. Is that right? Yeah. And, and, you know, our tagline is new look, new look, same you. So we don't want to change who you are. We're just trying to, you know, make you feel the best you, you want to, you can feel. And so that, and that's going to project onto your photos and and on dates. And if you're feeling great about yourself, you're, you're going to project that in, in every aspect. So. Well, and you must, do you work with a lot of people who have either gotten out of a relationship recently or are divorced? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, probably, 75% 75% of my clients are divorced or widowed even. Um, and, um, yeah, a lot of people like myself included really, uh, needed to kind of gain, regain their self-confidence. You know, maybe they're getting out of a, a marriage that wasn't, wasn't great for them in that way. And this is men and women, you know, and you get out of your marriage and you need to kind of pick yourself back up. And, um, part of what I, even for myself, what I did is, you know, I had a stylist friend of mine come over and go through my whole wardrobe and we did a purge and it felt awesome. And it was like, I kind of got rid of my old self and, and, you know, I was like this new person. And a lot of my clients want to do that after, you know, after a, a difficult relationship or, or just starting new and they really want to go through and, purge out the old and bring in the new. So that makes a lot of sense because, you know, I deal with it with clients at times who don't want to stay in the marital residence because they don't want the memories of that mm-hmm. or, you know, and um, 
somebody, I just read an article recently about Marie Kondoizing your life after divorce. And one aspect of that, I think that must happen is cleaning out your closet, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or right. Or redefining perhaps what you look like. So I can completely understand. I love that you had another stylist come over (laughs) to help you do it. (laughs) The bonus of having stylist friends. I mean, even, you know, and I realized there's so many things that even still, it's so funny. There were certain things that my, my ex had told me didn't work on me. And I've since realized like, that was just his opinion. (laughs) And now I've brought back all these things that I'm like, why wasn't I wearing this? And why wasn't I wearing that? Um, It feels really good to kind of own it again and just, yeah. Well, and I think it's a good point that you say there, you know, having someone else come over and sort of those are fresh eyes. You know, even if your friend doesn't, unlike you with your friends, maybe your friend's not a stylist. But I love to go shopping with my friends and pull something out for them and say, oh, this would look so cute on you. And and your friends are going to say, you'll never wear that. What are you thinking? (laughs) You know, (laughs) And that's what friends are for. It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is my my fantasy version of myself. I fit into that 20 years ago. It's time to let it go. Yeah. Or even, you know, I remember when I would, when I was first divorced and I, I had this fantasy world where I was going to be going to all these cocktail parties, which... Sure, because that's what divorced people do. I, yeah. And I, mean, I, think I never went to a cocktail party <laughs> the whole time. So it was just one of these things where I was buying these dressy things thinking for those all those cocktail parties I'm going to be attending. And that, yeah, that never really happened either. Well, that's, I, I, I wonder, um, you know, does anyone go to a cocktail party anymore, especially not on a first date or as you start dating, it's really, you know, most first dates from what I've seen through friends and clients and family, they seem to be very casual affairs these days. Yeah. In fact, that's something, um, that comes up a lot, especially with the older generations, a lot of men, um, just assume that they're supposed to take a woman out, you know, on a, on a first date to dinner to some really nice restaurant, which is so lovely. And I, I love that idea. But when you're online dating, you, you have to be <laughs> very efficient with your time and you have to be, you know, you have to just cut to the chase. And if you, you know, even came up with my, my current partner, um, after we'd been together for a while, he confessed that he would take everybody out to these nice restaurants. And, and I was like, Oh my God, I wish that I had known you. <laughs> and I could have told him, no, stop taking them out to dinner. You only need for a coffee or a drink at the most, you know, and that's the first date. And then the second date, then yeah, you know, pull out all the stops, but, um, definitely not the first date, but he didn't know that. And he was, he had been married for 25 years and, you know, like the rest of us, you're just kind of figuring it all out. Yeah. Well, and you fall back on those patterns or things that you used to do. I mean, I remember when I got divorced, that's what I thought dating was. Somebody called you up on the phone and asked you out. And there was still some of that. I think online dating was just getting going, but there were things like eight minute dating, which mm-hmm. talk about speed yeah. and efficiency. You went and like right. sat in a room or, or something. Yeah. Which I um, don't know why they do that. You know, it, yeah. it makes sense that when, once you've been out there, you understand you have to be efficient with your time. Yeah. I think it, there's a little bit of a comeback to the phone call before the date. Now, I feel like I'm noticing a little bit of a shift, even with younger clients who, you know, instead of 
you know, in New York City, I think it is a little easy to just be like, oh, I'll just meet somebody after work for a drink, you know, and it's not like you're driving for an hour or something. Right. But I think people are just, you know, let's have a quick phone call first and see. And, you know, sometimes it does weed out some people. Um, for me personally, I always need a face-to-face interaction. So, you know, that was, didn't really help me much, but I think yeah. it a lot of people. Well, I can understand it because, you know, from your, what you're helping people with is very much the visual of what they mm-hmm. put out there. And that's kind of, I'll use the term bait or that's the, you know, that's the line you throw out. And if somebody looks at your profile, reads what you wrote, um, whether it's a Twitter and a half or if it's something longer mm-hmm. on, uh, say, Match or something. But that's what d- draws them in. But it's the communication that sort of keeps it going, which mm-hmm. um, is either that telephone call, like you said, you know, beforehand or sitting down for that coffee or the text messaging back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. is, is the text messaging something that you help your clients with? Because that's actually, I hear that a lot. Like people yeah. don't know how to respond to that kind of and communication. I, so after starting to style my profile, you know, after about close to a year of working with people, I just realized that, you know, I was kind of setting people up with this great profile and then like, okay, you're on your way. And I found that clients were coming back to me, you know, especially clients that, you know, again, all their friends are married. No one's doing this. They don't have anyone to ask. And they were coming back to me with, you know, all these little kind of small questions like, well, what if this happens and what if this happens? And, and I would, you know, kind of give my advice as I could. And, um, what I realized is so many people need, you know, at least the initial after the next, you know, you get your profile up and running. And then for another couple of months or so, you really kind of need somebody to check in with. And is this normal? You know, should I respond to this? Does this sound a little weird? You know, just getting somebody else's eyes on it and just someone else's feedback. And also just kind of helping people come up with, you know, I don't text for people, but just coming up with some catchy responses and just kind of teaching people, um, you know, it's even the littlest things, like a lot of my older clients, you know, they don't think to use like an exclamation point to, you know, make something sound a little friendlier or an emoji or something that's just completely. They're not into emojis. Yeah. And so (laughs) I'm not necessarily pushing the emojis on them, but I'm like, even just an exclamation point or a, you know, a smiley, you know, parenthesis smiley face. It doesn't have to be the real emoji, but something to show that you, you feel friendly or approachable. Um, it really does make a difference. I, I notice because a lot of people share their um, text exchanges with me, and I can tell when they've been texting a little friendlier, they're getting friendlier responses. And you know, and I, I think it's a, another thing that people just don't really think about much. It's a whole new type of communication for a lot of people. You know, they may be texting with their kids about you forgot your sandwich or something like that. But this flirting Mm -hmm. via text is really what it is. It's a type of communication. So you're really teaching them a whole new line of communication if they've just gotten divorced or just Mm -hmm. out out of a long-term relationship. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that actually makes me so going back to, you know, your real I mean, you're an expert in dating, but the, the styling of the profile, um, you're, you're communicating with that as well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. your pictures that you choose to put out there about yourself, that communicates about you. You mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, having one that you're doing something active, that you're with yeah. friends. Hobby or um, interests of people that also just initiates more conversation, um, you know, or attracts people in a certain way if you're doing something that you love or something active. And it really does get the conversation going. And uh, yeah, there's certain check a checklist that I give to clients that you, you know, you should include in your profile, but also really, I think so much, um, it's so much more important to, than people think to have a, a good bio as well. I mean, I think it's this whole shift came to, went to the photos are the most important. That's all people are looking at anyway, who cares about the bio. Um, and I disagree. I, I, I read all the bios, all the female clients I have definitely want to read you know, something about the person and male clients too, you know, and they, they really do read, they actually do read the bio. And I ask them because I'm always curious, like who, you know, who's doing what and what's men and women. And, um, but people really do read the bio and what's important, especially in the swiping apps is it has to be catchy kind of right away. And, you know, um, I give the example of my, my boyfriend, you know, he's one of the typical men in his age group who had, it sounded like a resume, you know, I went to university, I'm in real estate, you know, it's like, I grew up here. (laughs) I now live here. Um, Yes, exactly. And I mean, it was sort of, you know, once I got to know him, I realized it was sort of endearing and cute, but like, you know, when you're swiping through a bunch of different profiles, you need something that's going to be you know, something catchy, even if it's just that one first sentence or something, you know, kind of, usually people really respond to something that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I really encourage people to spend more time than they think on the bio. So it's really that both aspects I think are incredibly important because of what we said at the very beginning is that first impression thing, right? Mm-hmm. That this is especially uh, the swiping apps always make me think of just like picture, 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 like we're looking, you know, and that's really how it sort of operates. Yeah. Um, so when you are working with a client to style their profile, mm-hmm. where do you start? Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, super stylist Alyssa Deneen, to help you style your profile and put your best foot forward in the world of online dating. The first thing is that what I tell a lot of my newly divorced friends and clients that come to me is there's people getting divorced every day, <laughs> leaving their spouses, getting separated, whatever it is. I mean, all, there's a constant flow of people. And you think that you've gone through your whole pool of people, but there's always going to be somebody new at some point. You know, there's somebody that's newly separated and, and out there. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. 
It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Lessons from Billion Dollar Divorces with leading divorce attorney Beth McCormick. Absolutely. If you just break it down to we have to divide income and we have to divide assets, these are two buckets. And how are we going to do that? And no matter what case we have and how many zeros are behind each bucket, right? Yes, some buckets are bigger. (laughs) Buckets are huge. And now we return to today's show. So we, well, I have a, a, you know, first like a a discovery session, which is just a phone call or sometimes people prefer to meet in person. And I kind of go over what their, what their goals are and what they want out of this and what they've done in the past that hasn't worked. And, um, you know, and sometimes it turns into a little bit of a therapy session, which is fine with me. And, you know, I I love, I love that part of what I do is like really connecting one-on-one with people. And, and then I give them a questionnaire and I have this, uh, it's a bio questionnaire with, um, a list of questions that they can fill out. And then once we meet in person, we go over it all together. And I kind of get, you know, a lot of people when they're just filling out a questionnaire, they don't necessarily, um, they may not dive deep. And so right. one-on-one with them or over the phone, video call, you know, I really kind of get them to get some more information out of them than just what maybe, because a lot of people don't really, you know, a lot of the things that they do, they might not think that that's interesting to somebody else. Um, you know, uh, or another thing that's pretty common in, in our age group and, and older, I think is people feel like they might be brag sounding like they're bragging. That's and hard for people, right. Is, to talk yeah, about themselves completely. And, uh, so one of the questions we ask actually is what would your friends and family uh, say about you? Cause it's easier to think, oh, my kids would say this, my mom would say this, my best friend would say this, versus I'm so smart, I'm really ambitious, I'm this, I'm that, you know, whatever it is, they feel more comfortable saying, you know, what other people might say about them. That's actually brilliant. I like that. You know, your mom's going to brag about you. Exactly. And it's really interesting. Like people really stumble on the, how would you describe yourself? But then when you say, how would others describe you? it's, it's a lot easier for people. So, um, yeah. So, but, but as far as the, the bragging, you know, it, what I tell people is it's all in how you present it. You know, I had this client, she's a lawyer, her, you know, by her job, but then she loves cooking and she, um, had this cookbook published. Um, she was a great cook. And, and when that came out in our meeting, you know, I said, Oh, you definitely have to mention that. So interesting. And she was like, Oh, that sounds, don't you think that sounds so 
you know, like I'm full of myself, like, oh, and I published a cookbook, you know? And I was like, no, I mean, you can say it in a way that doesn't sound like that. And I mean, I can guarantee a lot of men are going to be like, oh, she's a good cook too. That's, you know, sign me up. So, um, yeah. off <laughs> anyway. the chart there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she, yeah, it was, took a little encouraging, but then she was like, okay, you're, you're right. And she realized that, she, I mean, she was getting more and more people actually asking about that specifically. So, oh, I mean, I, I can see that, you know, it's the things that make you unique that are what yeah. will strike a spark, hopefully in someone else. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I'm curious about is the actual like styling, the, the, how do you help people? Cause this comes up, I know all the time with clients, they go through the divorce process and have more time or start spending more time on themselves. Mm -hmm. So they lose some weight or they're sleeping better or mm -hmm. they're going yeah. to therapy for the first time. They're right. feeling better, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily feeling like they're, they look the way that they now feel. So how do you help people in styling to, to, to embrace their new self? Well, yeah. So going back to the closet purge, yes, <laughs> that's usually, you know, where we start is, is there. And, um, and this goes for, you know, for when I was a personal stylist for years and years, you know, we start there and we come up with a, a shopping list of, of what specifically, you know, we don't just walk into a store and just like, oh, let's spend, you know, let, your budget's $3,000. Let's just go spend it all. You know, it's very specific. We have a list and we are, you know, completing your, we're not just buying you a whole new wardrobe. We're building on what you have that does work and buying specific pieces to complement what you do have already. So, you know, I, I think that's another misconception with having a personal stylist is that we're going to encourage you to just, you know, throw everything out and just start completely fresh and, and go spend, you know, thousands of dollars. And that doesn't have to be like that. Um, so yeah. And I, I really try to encourage people to really, um, think about what they want to wear dating. Um, that's really important. You know, usually at this age, like people have their work wardrobe pretty, pretty set, although some people want to redo that too, but, um, you know, really focusing on your, your new single life and what you want to wear in your new single life. <laughs> well, and it may be different from the last time that you were single, what people wear out for that cup of coffee or a drink exactly. may be different today yeah. than what yeah. people, as we were talking about the cocktail dresses, right? Yes. Not a lot of need for those anymore. I know, I know exactly. And really, I mean, I, I tell my clients, it's like, it's okay to wear jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a sweater, as long as they're clean and neat and, you know, a current style and, you know, you'll look great, you know, as long as you're feeling great, you're, you're going to come off that way. So I think people feel really relieved when they realize they don't have to be wearing these, like, you know, especially women, like they could get dressed up in these date outfits but, and it really doesn't have to be like that. Um, I, and actually I really stress to people, you know, I get asked this by a lot of women, like, what should I wear my first date? you know, really it's has to be something you feel comfortable in, you know, cause if you're fidgeting and you're uncomfortable with something new and you, you don't, doesn't feel like you or whatever it is, it's not comfortable physically, you're going to be fidgeting and it's going to be noticeable. So I really encourage people to, you know, to, in fact, I even say, you know, for first dates, you maybe just have your, your one or two first date outfits. And then you just, you know, you just know that's what you're going to wear. 
every Friday night for, for yeah, yeah, forever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, until you have your second date. <laughs> and yeah, then and you have to come so up with another outfit. But yeah, um, but I did that. I, I actually had a couple of go-tos and, you know, and I felt really good in those things and they're really simple and I always felt great and it, it really, it really worked. Didn't have to well, rethink it. That's, that's a good point because it's not just being comfortable, but it's, those were outfits you picked out because you felt good in them. Mm-hmm. And I think that must be a benefit that you bring to your clients because when someone can take that you know, at third party look at you and say, no, that really makes you look tall or not, whatever it is, you know, it just, that mm-hmm. looks great on you. There's that extra level, I think, of confidence that comes yeah. with that. So that must be help, you know, because you're answering the questions for them about what type of thing to wear, but you're also helping them yeah. know what looks good on them. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it, again, it could be something really simple that they're choosing. Um, but just feel and getting the okay from somebody else. Like you, like you just said, it's like getting either your friend or ideally somebody in fashion. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that looks great on you, you know, and if you feel great, you're going to go out there feeling way more confident. Oh, I know. I mean, I know anytime I'm going to say speak at a conference or, or, you Mm -hmm. know, speak anywhere, I spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm going to wear to that Mm -hmm. because one, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be doing those weird things with what I'm wearing, but you do also want to feel like you look great in that because that's, you know, you walk onto that stage or you walk into that Starbucks for coffee. You want to feel like you're projecting your best self. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to know is how, you know, you, you mentioned that you work with people for a couple of months beyond getting the profile up, mm-hmm. but you know, I've talked to people who have tried online dating. They've, they've given it a shot here and there, but they're six months into it. They're seven months into it. And now they're starting to get discouraged and feel like they've been through the available pool of people. Like I've, I've already swiped over everyone. Now what do I do? So, okay. Well, I love your thoughts. Yeah. I have so many things to say about that. Um, (laughs) thing is that what I tell a lot of my newly divorced friends and clients that come to me is there's people getting divorced every day, (laughs) leaving their spouses, getting separated, whatever it is. I mean, there's a constant flow of people. And you think that you've gone through your whole pool of people, but there's always going to be somebody new at some point. You know, there's somebody that's newly separated and and out there. Um, So that to me... When I, when I would remind myself of that, it was really helpful because it, it does get discouraging when you, I did it for two, over two years, almost two and a half years before I met my boyfriend. And, um, and it, there's many times when I was like, oh, this is it. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And I, you hear that all the time. I mean, nobody, oh, yeah. nobody loves online dating. Nobody. I mean, really, I mean, you, I think I liked it for the first few months because it was new and fresh and exciting. And then you quickly kind of, you know, you have your few kind of bad experiences and you, you know, you lose your steam. But uh, what I, what I tell people going in is you have to expect the bad with the good. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have good dates and bad dates. That's just going into, you just have to know that going into it. And then you won't be, feel as let down. Um, you have to take breaks if you're, you know, going, going, going for months on end. And, you know, sometimes you need to stop and take a few weeks off and just don't even, you know, just sign off for a while. Don't swipe. Yeah, don't even, <laughs> don't even send it. Um, 
so that's something that I think people feel feel good about knowing that they can just go back, go off and then go back on if they want a week later, you know, it's not, it's not this huge deal to like, I mean, I think on some of the older apps, you know, where you're paying for them or something, you feel like right. you need to keep on it. But with the, a lot of the new apps that are free and so easy to just go on and off, you know, so I really see, recommend that. Um, and just, you know, just from reminding yourself that, so many people meet partners online and it's just putting in the effort. And, you know, and I, it's funny cause I, I get frustrated when I have friends say, you know, you're so lucky, you're so lucky that you, you met you up. And I'm like, well, actually I worked my butt off <laughs> two and a half years. Let's, let's go back on that part. Yeah. All the time. Like I really, I was really diligent about it and I didn't, I mean, there were times that I was like throwing in the towel and I, you know, I just really didn't give up in the end. I felt like I really just kept at it. And, you know, and I think my clients that are really going into it, like, I'm really ready to do this. I, you know, I'm, and that's the other thing is you have to go in with a positive attitude because if yeah. you go into it, like, oh, you know, I have people that come to me, like all my friends are doing it. So, and I just keep hearing these horror stories, but I guess I'm going to do it because that's what you do. And you, I've got you know, nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't go into it with that attitude. You just can't. So I think when you feel really good about your profile and you feel really good about maybe your new wardrobe or some new pieces that you've gotten for yourself, it, you know, that all helps to kind of keep you motivated to keep getting out there. And, you know, and just knowing that every, I mean, people date for years online before they meet somebody and that's just the way it is. Um, but just not to give up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of a, a numbers game in in a certain yeah. way. I mean, you might be one of those lucky people. I always, whenever I talk about the first time around, I have a friend who the very first wedding gown she tried on was the gown, right? right. You know, how often does that ever happen? Oh, yeah. she wouldn't buy it because she was like, I can't buy the very first dress yeah. I, yes. but we went back and got it eventually. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, it, the chances that you're going to go out to Starbucks for that first coffee on your first swipe right or left, I'm not sure which is good or bad, but, yeah. you know, right. which yeah. <laughs> the swipe right, you know, the chances that that particular person is going to be the right person or the next 10 or 20 it's, yeah. you have to keep trying because do. And, it takes and both sides. What, what I think was really helpful for me to remember too, is that with each person I went out with, you know, it, it taught me something about myself too, because you're, you're able to sort of re reinvent yourself. Every time you meet somebody new, you can kind of, you know, well, you know, this is my story and you can maybe tell it in a slightly different way, or, you know, this is, I don't know, just talk about uh, something that you've never really talked about on a date before, you know, like some hobby that you've never talked about. Who knows? But like, I feel like it makes you discover yourself in a new way too. And I really, I really tried to focus on that too, because you can get really down on going like, you know, if you go out on three dates in a week and they're all bad, you know, right. you kind of get into this, you know, so I think if you go into it, like, well, you know, that wasn't great, but you know, I learned that I don't want this in somebody and I <laughs> want this and, you know, like that kind of thing. And also learning to, you know, kind of tell some nuances and maybe somebody's texting that like, oh, I should have picked up on that, you know, and you can kind of learn from your, I don't want to say mistakes, but you know, if you go out with somebody and you realize like, oh, they're that, that kind of did show through on his texts and, you know, you have to listen to your gut. Yeah. Tell my clients that 
all the time. You have to really. Oh, you really do. Even if it's your gut looking at a picture online, we know more than we think we do. So I want to be sure now one, two things. I know you work with clients in New York city, but you also work with clients around the country and around the world. So I want to be sure you let people know how you do that. And then just how to get in touch with you so that they can style their profile. Or yeah. you can style their profile. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, so they can go to my website, which is um, stylemyprofilenyc.com, and you can sign up for a 15-minute um, complimentary consultation so I can, oh. you know, tell you more. Thank about you. That. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm doing it. No. <laughs> I don't need a profile, but I'd love a 15-minute style consultation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we can talk close. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that kind of, we can kind of assess exactly what you need. And then um, I do it by video call. Um, I mean, occasionally people will decide, you know what, I've, I have to come to New York soon anyway for blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'll make a trip of it. So that does happen. But I can totally do, you know, I can style you from your wardrobe. You know, I do a lot of um, styling over the video calls. We can do your bio and we can go through all your photos. Obviously, I can't take photos, but I can assess what you have and give you homework. You know, I kind of say, now you need to go out and grab your friend and go do this, this, and this, and, you know, come back to me with with an uh, edited version. So, and then I, I can go through and tell them which ones work and maybe which ones still need need work on them. But, um, yeah, so I can, I can do a lot actually over email and video call. It's, I mean, really these days, I mean, I have a fully online mediation practice. We're, we're doing this, uh, podcast via zoom video conferencing. I mean, everything we do in our lives is uh, including dating is online. So (laughs) what you're doing to help people is just right in line with all of that. So, well, I really appreciate your coming on the show today. I think that for people who are, facing the getting back out there. I mean, you mentioned you were excited to start dating. That's not what I usually hear from most clients. Yeah, I know. I know. I was definitely not the usual person. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> so what you're doing to help people though, so that they know they're putting that best foot forward mm-hmm. um, and the tips that you gave them today, I, I think that's going to be very helpful for people. Um, so I encourage them to reach out to you and find you on the website. I'll have all of your information in the show notes um, mm-hmm. and the special 15 minute consultation. Um, yes. But so thank you so much. Oh, and also I wanted to, um, anybody who's one of your listeners, if they mention your podcast, I, I can give a 15% discount on any podcast and on any package. Sorry. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. So listeners, you heard that. So mention the podcast divorce and beyond and 15% off one of the packages. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's exciting. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.